Yo, what's good? LL Nation back up in this piece. <laughs> it ain't no peace. It ain't no peace. It ain't no peace. Bro. It ain't no oh it did. You gotta relax, bro. You gotta we relax. In a, de- in a decade? You got you gotta relax. You gotta relax. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. This is the wrap-up show. Notre Dame blows it in the Fiesta Bowl. Flat out. I mean, you could say blows it, chokes, whatever you want to say. I wouldn't be mad with you filling in the blank with whatever verb you want to say. This is, uh, at this, point, this is worse than Golden State 3-1. This is worse than that. This is pretty bad. This is worse than this is worse than than the Atlanta Falcons against the Patriots. Yo, so we're brought to you by featuring a Nora whiskey. Go to a Nora. You might need some of the Nora whiskey tonight. Anorwhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey. Anorwhiskey.com. Now we tweeted out after the game that if you wanted to hear the truth. The unadulterated truth about Notre Dame. You came to the right spot. And, bro, I need you to turn your volume up because I need the people to hear you. I need you to make sure you make sure you're working. You got to turn it up. I'm going to turn it up for sure. All right. So. Hold on. Give me one second. Let me, get, let me, make, let me make sure y'all can hear me clearly. Because y'all got to understand how I'm feeling. Hold on one second. (laughs) Yo, we're going to give you, we're going to zoom in tonight. We're going to give you the the picture of this game in detail. Then we're going to zoom out and tell you what this game really said about this program. And the first thing I can tell you, and I'm glad Marcus Freeman. We'll get to Marcus Freeman on the slant and his comments in the press game conference. We're going to save that until Monday. I think it's very important to dedicate a full show to what he said after this game. But I will say this. Pump your brakes. Anybody talking that national championship 2022 talk, pump your brakes. Man, hit them hard. Hit them hard. Number two, and I text this to you, bro, offline. We got a problem going to Columbus game one, bro. If we're going in with these DBs, we got a problem. We got to see. I don't care how bad Ohio State's defense is. We got a problem. We got a problem. Like, forget the quarterback. I need somebody looking at the transfer portal every minute to see which DBs come across. See, Brandon Joseph from Northwestern came across the other day. Hit him, bring him to campus like next week. Bring him on a visit to campus. If anybody else hits that portal, bring them to campus. See, we we could we we can't let people like Elias Riggs just fall into Alabama's lap. Man, you know, that's got to end quick because this is an emergency, bro. Now, now I'm I'm, I'm going to give a little bit of the percent because these are still Kelly's guys. 
Number six, Kelly's guy. Tariq Bracey, Kelly's guy. You know what I'm saying? These are these are these are these are homemade Kelly's guys. So there's some benefit of doubt. He can only win what he got. Those aren't those aren't his ingredients. However, what's going on back there, fellas? I mean, we didn't had 15 practices. We didn't had a we didn't had a break. You well rested, but we got guys like I don't know. It's like they didn't even know what was going on. They're like lost. It was. Dude, we want everybody to know that we are emptying the clip tonight on everybody. Everybody's getting it tonight. Yeah, we just got to go down the list. We got to go yeah. down the list. Marcus Freeman, you a head coach, my man. Yeah, wake up. You a head coach, bro. Like, wake I up. appreciate you being calm and all of that. But when you got guys jumping on your receivers all second half, pulling on them, I need you to go to those referees and fight for some calls, dude. All that yeah. calm demeanor on the sideline, no, uh-uh. That ain't enough. You're a head coach. That's right. That's Maybe right. you don't believe in cursing. Maybe you don't, whatever it is. But you got to find a way to communicate. And let you the got six kids. Know. Yeah. You guys, yeah. I, know you, I know you know how to yell. You got six kids. Something has to be done. Because, 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 you Yo, know. The, the, the ref, he goes to talk to the ref on the Braden Lindsay. The obvious pass interference on Braden Lindsay. My man just pulled his jersey. He said, yo, you didn't see that? Ref tells him that's not my call once he gets past me. What the hell are you talking about? As a ref, you follow the ball. Yeah, you, you got the hat on. You, you got the whistle. You, he should have cussed him out right there. Like, what the hell do you mean? Once he's passed, yeah, like, that's what? not my call. That's 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 a lack of respect to the new head coach. This is where you earn your credits, earn your stripes. Bruh. Who am I supposed to talk to? You the ref. Exactly. Who am, I, who am I supposed to talk to? See, he got it, you know. And it, and it was a, it was a big stage for a first-time head coach. He was trying to be too – that's not a too-calm moment. No, man. Look, look. He's always talking about he's gonna be himself, bro. You, you. That's not yourself. You, That's you not yourself. That's not yourself. You as a defensive coordinator, you're not about to be the same person. Look at Brent Venables. He yelling At, all the time. <laughs> all the time. You can hear Brent Venables watching the TV. And I bet so, you, once he becomes the, he's now the head coach at Oklahoma. He can't yeah. be the same dude that he was as a defensive coordinator. He can't. It's he's gonna, gonna be hard. To, he's gonna have to temper it down. He's gonna have to be a little bit more calm than normal. That's a guy that's that's a guy that's saying, "I have to be myself." That's a have to be myself. Because I'm like Marcus Freeman. That's not yourself because you didn't play like that, dude. I you didn't play like a like a custodian. Man, if I'm Marcus Freeman, I would have lost my mind. Second thing with Marcus Freeman. Stop being passive aggressive, man. Obviously, Mike Elson yeah. comes, Mike Elson comes to him right before when they score. It's a minute left. They're about to kick off. Mike Elson is talking to him, asking him, like, what do you think I should do? Should we go into prevent? You can see Mike Elston asking him, yo, what should we do? You're the head coach. Forget that. Oh man, you the DC, you whatever you feel like. No, fam. Because the plan coming yeah, out. Man. No, nah, fam. Nah. Putting that one of that man to man with Jack Kaiser. 
with a minute left, that ain't it. That ain't it. That ain't it. Mm-hmm. So it's dude. I have to do. We shooting the clip. Marcus Freeman is the first one we got to go at. Yeah. The first one. It's like, look, man, this right here. Yo, you got to take the hit. You didn't do enough. You didn't fight for your squad in that third quarter, man. And yeah, we didn't see enough that we felt like we was getting from the practice reviews, man. From from around the building, no, no, the energy, the dude. They came out on, dude. They came out unlike most Notre Dame teams in big games. I'm on talking night. about Marcus Freeman's energy. I didn't see. I didn't see it carry over in the second half because he yeah. was just too like. Come on, fourth quarter. The energy's supposed to be up. I need, I need, I need the sleeves rolled up. I need you sweating. You know, you involved. It was too, it was way too passive because it looked like you was just observing, like you were just taking a look at, you know, you was outside of the game or something. Like, no, you in there, you in the building, right? Especially on the offensive side of the ball because this is where you miss somebody like Kyron because Kyron is the dude that talks that ish. He talks it all game. To everybody on the defense, he's that energy. That's where you missed him. Like we were yeah. worried about, we were worried about the running backs and whether or not they would pick up the blitz. Would that be an issue? We'll get to that. Because look, for the next two years, that right tackle and that left tackle, woohoo! Yeah. When Harry, when Harry gets his hands on them, yeah, Pretty good, yeah, yeah. And I'm, tonight, I'm, but we will but not march in the fourth. The fourth team All-American on field steals list. <laughs> I, please don't put them in the chat. Not, I'm the not chat. answering don't. any questions about that dude. I'm done. Don't, do not the book is closed on that cat. I never have to talk about him ever again. Ever again. He's trash. We know it. Let's keep moving. You get less than five seconds tonight. But because... you know what? I had to come out. I had to jump on Marcus Freeman. We had to start with him first before we went to anybody else, right? Now, let me parlay or let me transition from Marcus Freeman to this game showed why Marcus Freeman came in and after watching film, immediately went out and got four of the best linebackers in the nation. (laughs) And the first recruit class is D.C., he immediately went out and got four stud linebackers. Because uh-huh. uh-huh. these linebackers at Notre Dame all year got to go. Dude, got to go. Subpar. Because it just felt like throughout the game, the, the middle of the field got bigger and bigger. It's crazy. And, bigger. and he had to and he had to blitz them because them being in space was even worse. Yeah. So you at least took a chance, but what happened when you blitzed them? Running past guys, playing touch football, blowing tackles, allowing you know letting running too far upfield and letting them break out the outside, break out the Spencer Sanders out there looking, looking like like Deion Sanders. I mean, the man had all type of yards, and I mean, we we let the man do way more. What did we say? This, oh what did we say? On the prediction show, I don't know what every other podcast said. What did we say? We said if they play 
the same way they played against Virginia Tech, which is undisciplined and and giving up the perimeter, Burmeister killed them, and Spencer Sanders is going to kill them. We said the exact same thing. We let Spencer Sanders put up 500 total yards of offense, man. Out of control, 500. out of position, chasing, not filling no hole, not being aggressive. Just look like wild animals out there. I'm like, if we're going to do that, at least put the young guys like Collie in. Yeah. Because we talked about it last last show. If we know that this is a game of simplicity, like Oklahoma State's not giving us a crazy route combinations or no. doing no misdirection. This is the game for Prince Collie. <laughs> Absolutely. See ball, get ball, contain the quarterback. That's your whole job. And and we can be fine. We can eliminate 250 yards that he put up. Instead, we got these know-it-all but can't do-it-all linebackers looking like placeholders, not not giving us not giving us championship level football. Now they can do it somewhere else, but but you can't blow what you was blowing out there today. It just doesn't make sense. Hey, let me let me let me be flat out honest. Unless Tyler Buckner is the next Bryce Young or CJ Stroud in his sophomore year, it's gonna be it's gonna take two recruiting classes, bro. Minimum. Yeah. Minimum. Two. Two. Like this, this game, this game was a reality shock, man. Like for real. Like pump the brakes. I know we love him, Marcus Freeman, but we got to be real about this roster. We got to be real. This defensive but, roster, but the roster, the roster been this, been the roster the whole time. Well, this is the roster that have been recruited or that's been recruited by the dude that some fans are out here screaming for now. Like y'all mad because his players didn't get it done? Seriously, this ain't even Marcus Freeman's players. That's why I had to preface this. This lackey, this slacking, this shellacking, you know, because this we only are disappointed at this level because we came we came out unlike any other team. See, look at this, this stuff like this. Carnivorous lunar activity. Thank you for joining us like you do all the time. Do we win today with a three touchdown lead with Kelly on the sideline? Brian Kelly wouldn't have gotten out to the three touchdown lead. Yeah, it would have been close to the end. Yeah, how it many been close times to the end. do you need to see Brian Kelly teams not start fast in bowl games? Because we wouldn't have came out throwing. No, we came out throwing. We came out throwing like we was Oklahoma or something. Like Jack Cohn was <laughs> was Tom Brady. Like Jack Cohn had put together a full game against anybody. Oh man, like he hasn't remember. We've been playing them half the time with Tyler Buckner. So now you play them the full game and make them throw 58 times? <laughs> what kind of logic? Dude. So we had, that, what, less Tommy than 20 rushing today. Tommy had free reign today. Like, literally, that cat, Marcus Freeman, told him, like, yo, it's, it's your show. It's your show because I'm not, I'm not getting involved in that. Yeah. And it looked like it. It looked like nobody was phoning up there being like, hey, um, what are you doing? <laughs> nothing. You got nothing. 28 to 7. What's the halftime conversation? Dude. 
this right here carlo we appreciate you man everybody subscribe share like hit that like button hit the like button we appreciate you did anyone see any screen poppers hell yeah number 21 hell no, yeah. 21 was popping every time 21 popped all day all every time day. he touched the ball all day i was saying i was tweeting i was tweeting if he can get direct snaps I'm like, right. stop, stop, stop playing around. Let him just, let just him just catch ball. it and run around. Yeah, just catch it and run around. Because that could have been better than sitting in the pocket like a sitting duck, getting tackled by a three-man rush. Did they find anybody to, to uh, defend him? No. Because they threw like three different DBs on him. Yeah. They had they had all type of characters out there. And he was running past them, making plays, getting open. And he was in sync. Like, it wasn't like Braden Lindsay had 15 targets. <laughs> I know you were tripping on that. That's a lot. Why? But why, though? First of all, it'd be different if he was like an EQ yeah. or Chase Claypool or a guy with, like, hidden talent, secret dragon type, you know. Right. We're throwing him routes I've never seen him run. Digs. And stops and and all types. What? Just He's so you never know, just so you know, it's being reported. It was reported first on the Irish Breakdown message board that Dale Alexander has been told that he is not coming back after the game. That's right. That's right. Because Bruh. whatever, because this is what doesn't make sense. It's like Tommy didn't tell nobody he was throwing this much. Because you exposed your receiver coach. Yes. Your receiver coach is looking at you like, I know you ain't out here throwing the ball 68 times like we've been practicing that or something. Because you got me out here, I got to teach all these guys releases and techniques and you calling plays like we've been running this all year. Every game we throwing the ball 50 times. We receivers have no technique on getting open. <laughs> Kevin Austin looks so stiff running high out of his breaks. I'm like, what's the individual drills looking like in practice, Dale? Fam. So Tommy 100% set up his receiver coach. 100%. Kevin Austin ran a comeback route and turned over his left shoulder from the right side. I said, you got to be kidding me. You have he just doesn't He doesn't look good making breaks towards the football. He's down the field guy. Like he caught the touchdown, like he caught the dig, and on go routes. Everything else other than that, I mean, man. But this goes back to we always have raw receivers. We haven't recruited any route technician at school. Avery Davis is a, is a quarterback converted. Uh, Braden Lindsey is a utility speed guy. Uh, Kevin Austin is a, is a guy that we're just really figuring out where he can really even play out there. No, Braden Lindsey was basically a kid that could run fast. So, 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 tried to turn into a wide receiver, but you throwing 15 targets at him. <laughs> I mean, on a cut, we threw the ball three times in a row to him on one of them drives. So, I'm trying to understand like, what's the communication with Tommy and Dale in the game? It looked like one was on one page with Jack, and y'all was like, Yeah, we're gonna roll out these receivers like we Ohio State. Speaking of, I'll say this again. <laughs> Because I said it once already this show, okay? Game one, we in trouble. Unless unless there's some serious transfers coming, 
because I know the top two receivers were out, and here comes Marvin Harrison's son looking sweet. Oh, yeah. Technique. Like, like he like he been here. Technique out the ain't dude. Just killing. Bing bing. Hitting cats. <laughs> Stemming them. Faking to the outside. Right back to the inside end zone. And dude, you know what's crazy? Running better routes than Kevin Austin. And you know what's crazy? Utah's a good secondary and a good defense. Utah's known for their defense and was getting routed. Hey, routed. wait a minute. Wait a minute. By the way, you remember everybody in the chat laughed at us on Friday when we predicted that Utah wouldn't have an answer for the backups and CJ yeah. Stroud. Remember that? Everybody was like, nah, Utah's good. Y'all overlooking Utah. Like, fam, look, that wide receiver room, that wide receiver room in Ohio State is real deal, okay? And you know what's the difference between us and Ohio State? The game you watch with them, you wasn't worried about who their offensive coordinator was or who their receiver coach was or 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 you wasn't thinking about throwing in another quarterback or or th thinking about why we not running the ball. What? What? It Ryan was, Day, man. Ryan Day got down 14 and was like, we, we throwing this pill, dude. Yeah, 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 right. But Ryan Day was never worried. No. He's like, look, we just got to unleash the dogs and we in good weather. He said, this ain't Michigan. <laughs> ain't no snow. He said, ain't, ain't no snow. And that's the difference between us and Ohio State right there. We are worried about everything, but what's important? Mm -hmm. Ohio State, they're not asking questions. They fan base is not like, Man, what is the – I don't even know the offensive coordinator for Ohio State. I just know that they got a nice receiver room and a, and a do-it-all quarterback. Makes a what? difference. Makes a difference, what? right? What, what, what players are we talking about that we like, yeah, let's just – we can just sit back and let it happen? You can't name one. You got to be like, you know, we got to hit them with this. Then we got to come back and hit them with this. And then we got to make sure they call in the right place. And then we got to situationally not come out flat. Like every we too we 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 too smart for our own good. Ohio State's like, oh okay, y'all giving us some pressure. All right, turn turn on the dogs, flip the switch, <laughs> flip, flip the switch, right? And let's everybody start making plays, right? It's like we we like it's like we were squeezing the life out of getting something going. Like yep. just it just looked hard. Everything looked hard second half. Everything. Our boy Juan Lozado once again. Man, day ones, thank you for jumping in, tagging in with us as always. And a wide receiver room filled with too many players for him to get snaps. You're right. Thank you for proving our point because we didn't see Lorenzo Styles until Joe Wilkins got hurt. Man, ain't no way in the world you can tell me Joe Wilkins is a better wide receiver than Lorenzo Styles. Lorenzo Styles don't even got technique, but was open. Matter of fact, I think Joe Wilkins is a converted wide receiver. Once again, we and dude, guess who was tweeting? Guess who was tweeting the entire, entire Ohio State game? Carnell Tate. All he was bigging up the Ohio State receivers the entire game. So yeah, y'all look. It matters. Because they was open. <laughs> what is he going to tweet about our receivers from watching that? Oh, he man, they covered. Zoe. He could have tweeted about Zoe. 
Yeah, but he didn't see enough. We saw, we saw Jackson Nigma. And he's looking at the quarterback at Ohio State, too. He's yeah, like, oh, that's going like, to be the oh. dude throwing to me? Oh, they're throwing all, and they're throwing, and he's throwing great. Yeah. Who's throwing, who's throwing to, uh, who's throwing to Lorenzo next year? Drew Pine? We don't even know. We Alabama, don't even know. Don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. A guy that wasn't throwing to him today, that's the problem. Yeah. The guy throwing to them receivers out in Ohio State are gonna, is going to be there next year. The guy throwing 68 passes to receivers that maybe or maybe not even be there, considering Kevin Austin comeback, Ray Lindsey, I don't know. He's not even going to be. So what is what is Carnell Tate looking for? <laughs> He's like, man, who's even going to be throwing it to me next year? How? So, yeah, it's going to take two years for sure because we're skipping out on a big-time receiver this year because nobody knows anything enough about Tyler Buckner, unfortunately, to go over there. Yeah. So now Tyler has got, what, a bunch of makeshift guys right now some guys coming in, some young guys, unproven with his own arm. So we don't even know if we – that's probably why he didn't play because Tommy's like, there's no way I'm rolling out Tyler Buckner when we're not even running the ball. Now, I will say this. Early on, the game plan coming out the gate was really nice, uh, very aggressive. The uh, The blitz pickup. Kudos to the offensive line and, and pass pro and pass protection. You're solid at the left and right tackle. That's something to look forward to. Because I know everybody's like, man, bummed about the loss. Look, look forward to Lorenzo Styles. Look forward to the left and right tackle. Look forward to the other youngsters being able to work with Harry Heastan. Those are things to look forward to. Some positives from this game, right? Very, very, I, still like very. The, I still like the running back room, right? I think Audric Estime had a run. He just slipped. He literally he, – he would have had about six seven, six, seven yards. He tried to turn it up. He slipped. That was really the only carry he got. For the most part, the running backs did well picking up the blitz. And both Tyree and Diggs were really good in the passing game. It just oh, wasn't enough. Good. You know, we, we we gave the ball to too many guys that – I don't know. I don't know. Because at the end of the day, it wasn't enough of, of estimate like I, like we wanted. It wasn't even enough Diggs, even though Diggs was tipping. Like, we – didn't Jack have the most rushing yards in the game? Yeah. So, that's the problem. Yeah. What kind of lopsided stats is that? A guy who nobody expects to run, can't run, Having the most rushing yards in the game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and we looked at the stat uh, sheet. I would have been fine because we don't have Bryce Young. So basically they tried to do to Oklahoma State what Saban tried to do or did to Georgia in the SEC championship game, which is, dude, we're not about to bang our head trying to run the ball. We're going to spread y'all out. And, and take advantage of your linebackers and, and your defensive backs. Notre Dame did the same thing, but they never even attempted to run. Pretty much the, the screens that they got off in the first half were essentially their runs or the checkdowns. 
And it's almost like, man, I understand. I wasn't impressed with their front four, especially from a pass from a, a pass rush standpoint. Like they that's the front four that got 54 sacks. Who what pat didn't we say their front four is very similar to the front four from 2012 Notre Dame? Not really fast, just big, and they like to maul you. It's the same thing. And the tackles were never in danger. I can't even blame the, the sack that Blake Fisher gave up late in the game on Blake Fisher. That's just Jack being in the same spot. And if Jack legs were worth a damn, there would be no sacks. None. Because it was wide open lanes that Jack just didn't have the ability to get through. He just All didn't day. have it. And I'm like, oh, uh, Oklahoma State was just using Spencer Sanders like we used Tyler Buckner. <laughs> just drop back. No, you don't see nothing. Just run. Oh, you got a hitch. Hit the hitch. Oh, nothing. Run around. And they was Tyler Buckner us with Tyler Buckner. And when all else fails, find number six. And find yeah. Like I mean, how simple did they get? Second half, Spencer Sanders said, "Forget it, man. I'm not about to try to break down y'all blitzes and send the right protections." No, I know that y'all can't tackle. Absolutely. And I can one cut you guys. Y'all gonna let me out the back door, and I'm gonna get ten before I even get to the secondary. And then if y'all don't blitz me, the corners is is I'm gonna I'm gonna eat lunch on the corners. I'm eating lunch funny. on them. This is funny. And Mike, man, Mike, we appreciate you, man. You're a day one. Thanks for tagging in as always and supporting us. And Jelly plays tomorrow at the Under Armour game. He's recruiting wide receivers. Man, ain't nobody following Angeli. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> There's no top-notch receiver who's being moved by that cat Angeli coming to Notre Dame. That just, and I'm not saying he won't be a good player. I'm just saying he's not that stud quarterback like a Malachi Nelson that casts like, oh snap, you going to Notre Dame? Yeah, like it's he's just not. It's not even this. Not even the same pool. It's he's just not that dude. I mean, it's like what it's like, what are you gonna tell them? You know, it's like you what? That's the problem. We get no screen poppers at the quarterback position. None. Ain't nobody None. looking at Angeli like, oh man, I can't instead of, instead of and, screen and, poppers, and right. we get awful red and bockers, dude. That's what we get at quarterback. <laughs> Just straight <laughs> grandpas, dude. Straight up. Can't move. Can't... It's just sad. It's Lucky Lefty Podcast. This is the wrap-up show. It's like, it's like we recruit five-star everywhere, and then we do have wall, uh, tryouts on campus or something for quarterback. Like we reserve the quarterback position for tryouts for the local South Bend community. Like Whoever wants to come in and just yeah. see what it's like to experience learning football and quarterback, just try out. Because that's the talent level that we bring it in. I'm not saying that Jelly King. You know, but dang, is anybody anticipating that? No, no. As an no. Alabama beater, as a no. Clemson uh, opponent, no. like as a as a no. as a as a world, no, 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 no. So Tommy Reese. and see, we we're not we're a podcast that we're not stuck on. And I, I mean, I just had a thought. I want to bookmark it and make sure I come back to it. We're not stuck on talking about how good this team is currently 
you know, this kid is a nice kid. He's a nice guy. This podcast is all about talking about how we get to the next level, period. If Tommy Lee's don't bring in Dante Moore, he's a hater. He's a hater. He's well, a hater. if he doesn't bring in Dante Moore, we know he wants to, he wants to coach quarterbacks that that are similar to him. To him, and and that's a hater because 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 that's, that's being very lazy. As a it's coach. lazy because you're like you know what, man. I don't know if I can have the ability to coach around your talent because I'm thinking too much of what I would want to do if I was playing. So Jack Jack Cohn, it was basically Tommy Reese playing Madden as Tommy Reese. So it was everything he could have ever wanted to call for himself in that game today. It was the real PlayStation Bowl. It wasn't a Fiesta Bowl. It was the real PlayStation Kane Madden Bowl. Everything that Tommy dreamed of that he wanted to call in the game, he called for himself as Jack. <laughs> so, 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 Everybody like, what is Marcus Freeman gonna do? Marcus Freeman will say, "Hey, I need you to run the uh, run the dive right." He don't know the calls. Man, look, they ran. So he was at his mercy. How many times did they run mercy. twelve personnel, bro? After that first quarter, there was no need to run twelve personnel ever again. Ever. Ever again. Our girl D. Beasy, what's good, mom? Thanks for checking in tonight. Maybe Tommy did it on purpose, laughing out loud. I get. I think she's talking about the number of passes and throwing the ball so much. He definitely yeah. set Dale up because Dale was unprepared. No, he, 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 Dale, he was no. unprepared. Dale set himself up, bro. He, he set did. himself up, but he was you unprepared. Taught, if you, if you haven't taught receivers how to stem and break down and how to turn the DB's hips before you even come back to the ball on the route, you 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 turning around and you haven't turned his hips? Come on, man. We got another one right here. Thank you, Real Sports Talk with Alex. We appreciate you. Buckner had more rushing yards in his junior year than Ed Jelly had passing. He's trash. Malik, you got one more year or not? I, you look, we're not here to call kids that haven't played trash. Yeah, I'm not going to call him trash, but his numbers ain't, ain't impressing no receiver to come. No, that's our point. Like he can yeah. be the arm all dude. He's at the armor armor game, and I guarantee you they're going back to the hotel laughing in the wide receiver room. Like, yeah, he probably gotta wear some kid got he'll wear a USC jersey or something now. He gotta wear opposite kids' jerseys and stuff. Cause he gonna also bet. He gonna probably bet on us, knowing damn well <laughs> that we ain't bringing it like we should be. Now he so, got kids talking trash. I wanted to bookmark this because I don't like it. I don't care. You know how I am, man. I don't. I'm very careful about what I say the majority of the time because we're dealing with 18, 19, 20 year olds, right? These are not pros. They're not grown men. So I just see a bunch of Notre Dame players on social media tonight, like apologizing. Oh, stop. yeah. Oh, 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 that's all. Like stop see, that, man! See, see, stop! See all of that! Oh, all of that! Yeah, stop! Yeah. Stop that, man! Marcus Freeman need to put a, 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 a total media, a total media freeze on all players. Man, this is first of all, nobody cares. First of all, second of all, you feed in to all of the stuff that people been talking about us forever. 
we've been said we can't finish no games. We've been said that half of y'all can't step up to the plate. This ain't nothing new. Y'all being apologetic social justice warriors that want to talk about all of this blah, blah, blah. Look, that's not making nothing feel better. At all. At all. Especially Logan Diggs saying so for what? You shouldn't be saying sorry because you should have held on to the ball. Period. No, you need to have your butt in the gym tomorrow. Yeah, you need to be in the you need to be working on ball security drills. Just I want to see that video. Do. Yeah, just go right. just go do what you do. I don't need, no I don't need you explaining. That's the worst thing. Marcus Freeman going through his timeline, looking at all these kids explaining stuff. What are you explaining? Braden Lindsay talking about fans. That's coming. Oh, 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 man. Shut up, hush, hush, man. Y'all doing the most right now. Y'all too emotional. We gave you you the potential of a lifetime, man. So they, so the fans should be right for getting on your ass. Talking about what you slipping, just out of sync, just didn't look comfortable. But that, but you know, you can't blame because shit, we haven't been throwing him the ball like that ever. Usually he running routes and being like, all right, good run, good run, you know. Now he's looking at like, oh, the- what are fans supposed to say after blowing a 21 yeah. point lead? Like, what do you expect the fan base to say? Let's be honest. Fam, you had 15 targets and had like six receptions for 40 some yards. What do you expect fans to say? It's social media. Look, man, y'all played hard and you came up short. If this is your last game, go hug your boys, dap them up, get ready for your pro day. If you're coming back next year, man, get ready to welcome the the early enrollees next week and hit Matt Bayless' gym. That's it. That's it. That's what we can do. Marcus Freeman in his press conference said, This is over. Unfortunately, we didn't get it done. Starting tomorrow, it's about next year. This it's year, about next over. year. Everybody it's said, over. What you apologize, man? Hit the gym. This hit is Kelly's team. team. Y'all apologizing for Kelly. Kelly put this together. Marcus Freeman trying to get the hell up out of this year. He said, and "Good, you, we can, can close the book." He said, "We can close the book." Let's he was move being PC. Said we playing hard and practicing for the seniors. We want to send them out right. As soon as the game was over. We should have won. We didn't finish. That's on us. But this is over. Yeah, it's over. I'm done with that. We're on to next yeah. year. Oh, man. And and you know what? And you know what else is closing in this chapter? Some of these players. Some of these players are being closed in the chapter. <laughs> Dude, start, start starting with you, our man. guy number six. Let me tell you something. Drew White. J.D. Bertrand, <laughs> let me tell you something. Yo, these freshmen, these freshman linebackers that's coming in, hey, if we have to ride, if we have to roll up into the horseshoe with two freshmen on the inside, and so be it. Yeah. And so be it. Yeah. I know Jalen Sneed is going to see that field. Nolan Ziegler is going to see that field. Y'all boys, y'all boys, and pack it up. And they and pack it up. And they better bring it because Drake Bowen is coming in next year. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 look, Marcus Freeman knows what time it is, and what we're trying to be honest and tell you right now: pump all the brakes. Know you're excited. Marcus Freeman hire. Things are changing. He's going to hire new coaches. We'll see who that is. I can tell you two coaches that fell off of that list of the defensive coordinator list. Mike Elston, nah. Mike Trestle, hell no. How? He, that scheme he tried to pull with Alabama? Like, how do you play a three-man defensive front and shade the side away from Evan Neal? and give him free access to the linebackers the entire first half and make zero adjustments. No. Nah. No. Nah. I don't want any parts of him in Notre Dame. None. Nah. None. Now, I watched the game, Iowa State, when they played Clemson. Their D.C. did a decent job. Really didn't have a lot of talent on that Iowa State squad. But look. It's not good, man. It's not good right now. And I see people in the chat saying F Ohio State. No, you can't say that. That's what you shoot no, for. No, no, no. That's what yeah, you shoot no, for. Yeah, you no, wish, no. you wish you had a quarterback like them. You wish you had Oh, a- yeah. He goes to, he goes, he makes trips to New York at the end of the season. You wish you had wide receivers like that and a coach it. Dude, stop. Appreciate. Just because you're a Notre Dame fan, it doesn't mean you can appreciate greatness. Appreciate. Now I don't want I don't want their D line no, currently. No, 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 I don't no, want no. their linebackers currently because they terrible tacklers. That's why they went <laughs> that Jim Knowles from Oklahoma State because yeah. they've been terrible <laughs> they, the last three years, right? Yeah, they've been terrible tacklers. All right, so it is what it is. If you're trying to catch teams, you have to see what they do that makes them better than you, and you have to aspire to get to that level. And the best teams in the world, in the country, got quarterbacks, got receiver rooms, and got a stout defense. Preach. The best teams got the best quarterbacks, the best receiver rooms, and the best defense. Alabama just had a Heisman receiver. What do you mean? They had a Heisman receiver and a – First round quarterback, and guess what happened? Championship. They had hey, Trevor bro. Lawrence, first round quarterback, T. Higgins, and all the amazing receivers they had. Yep. Championship. Bryce yep. Young, all the receivers he's got. Yep. Look where they're playing. Championship. What? What's hard about that? And Nick what? Saban lost. Nick Saban lost three receivers to the league and said, "Let me go borrow from Ohio State." Let me. Let me get from the cream of the crop. Nick Saban acknowledges. Nick Saban ain't going outside of the top three teams? No. He said, why would I recruit somebody from Marshall? What the? Marshall? (laughs) I'm not giving nobody no sweet home vacation suite for a year. He said, let me me pick amongst the, the top of the cream. Let me go get Elias Ricks, number one corner next year. Let me go get Jamison Williams, the receiver just. Hanging out in the Ohio State room, just hanging so out. You, so what you saying? They would never take a transfer from from the Thunder and Herd. What? They got freshmen better than transfers. So, look, 
if they're looking for old linemen, they're definitely not going in West Virginia to find them. Especially at no anyway. <laughs> I don't understand how the blueprint is laid out perfectly. If you want to be a championship team, get you the best quarterback in the country, and get you a receiver room that's that's unmatched. That's the formula on offense. Defensively, get you some nasty D linemen, a Kyle Hamilton, and a and a and a nice little linebacker. What? We make it so hard and try to try to do it 50 different ways. It ain't too many ways to do it anymore. We're not recruiting Rudy's and being champions any longer. That that ship has sailed. That ship has sailed. That's it. It's a wrap. There's no more recruiting mailmen, no. guys in the Spanish club, uh, you know, your favorite cousin that used to play Little League. We're not turning bums to heroes no longer. And then Marcus Freeman is way too transparent to lie to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's he's too honest. So he's yeah, not he he's not bringing all. in. He's not gonna play it off like the former. You know he's not saying? gonna bring in a guy that was cleaning his pool that that looked kind of big to play linebacker. He don't think a he don't he don't do his position like that. Right. So why do we do our quarterback position in there, bringing in guys that are lookalikes to our offensive coordinator? What? I need a guy that I can look at and be like, okay, let me close my eyes just tossing the football and he's gonna make something happen. That's not a guy, team. not a guy yeah. that we're gonna have and be like, okay, let's sit down the whole week, break down all types of film, and come up with the hundred greatest plays against this defense. Cause yeah. we're not perfect enough. We're not perfect enough. No, and we're not going to be. We're never going to get to that level. We showed you that Notre Dame, uh, coming up, leading up to the game, was ranked as the fourth most talented team amongst college football playoff teams and New York New Year's Six teams. But they only have one five-star. Georgia had 18. Alabama <laughs> had 16. And Ohio State had 15. So all we're asking is that Notre Dame gets the five or six. That's it. That's, That's it. it. Just That's get it. the five or six. And one Just of them be a quarterback. Just one of them be a quarterback. That's at the right spots. Exactly. Get a cornerback. Get a pass rusher. Get a quarterback. And your linebackers. That's that's all. Not asking. We got me. we got Clarence Lewis on clearance. You know, we we be shopping at Marshalls, Coles, and TJ Maxx. Clarence on clearance. Clarence on clearance. We got him on clearance because I didn't. Even, what kind of sale is that? We must have got Wait him in a recruiting LL sale. LL Nation. Before we came on, Malik said, "How long has he been starting?" I said, "Well, man, he's been starting pretty much all year. He came in for uh, Tariq Bracy last year when he struggled." And Malik just shook his head like, "I couldn't believe it." Come on, man. There's Ryan Barnes should have got at least a couple of snaps this game. Prince Collie should have got a series. Prince Collie should have been in there after we done seen we done seen enough of the chasing. We making tackles all the way downfield. Like, could <laughs> let's put this back up there, Matt Anderson. We appreciate you. 
Thanks for jumping in tonight, tagging in with us. Some people thought this team was going to go eight and four or seven and five. I don't know who thought that. Did you see the schedule? Who th who thought they were going eight and four? They ended up eleven and two. Got good recruits coming in. Marcus needs to make some new make some new hires, get some experience, and we'll see what happens. I mean, we said that. All we're telling you that they're not winning national championship next year. Oh no, Bama just and, and, not. And, unless the, something the, drastic happens, unless unless Tyler Buckner becomes what C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young are over this spring and into the fall. If he becomes that dude, they got a shot. If not, it's not happening because that back end is not changing, at least for another mm -hmm. year. Because you have to allow mm -hmm. the youngsters that are coming in to grow and mature. You just yeah, can't young. Yeah. All these freshmen coming in, they're not going to be national championship ready. They have to no. develop as well. Yeah. It's so a two-year process. Yeah, pump the brakes on that 2022 national championship talk. We said it's going to take two recruiting classes from Marcus Freeman. He's going to have to get a quarterback in that 23 class. Yeah, or it's or it's or it's going to be even longer. Or what are we what are we doing? And I know the Drew Pine, you know the people's champ. Stop it! Stop! It. Stop! We had other person people's champ, and he couldn't get it done. Drew Pine was sixty-eight passes today. Come on. We promised you guys that we would just be honest and tell you the truth. That's it. And the truth of the matter is that this game showed and gave a reality check to us where this roster truly is, regardless of Marcus Freeman and the coaches to come. As of today, what they walked on that field with is nowhere near good enough. Not enough. No, it's nowhere. It's it's because I'm not trying to make Ohio it State. Ohio oh, State would have did. Ohio State would have did what they did to Michigan State to our secondary. Because I don't see if we're not covering Oklahoma State's little receivers, bro. It was bad. Jackson and Nigma. Marvin Harrison Jr. Come on. Yeah, Harris Lewis, worst nightmare. We didn't tackle the running backs well at all either. Oh. A couple of guys. The tackling in our Washington truck tackling. drew white twice. Look, we're not talking about guys that aren't gonna be here next year. You know, we can't we can't we can't do that. Because these are not Marcus Freeman's guys. And a lot of the guys apologizing aren't Marcus Freeman guys. Yeah, I, that that apologizing just it got under my skin. It got under my skin. It's like, dude, stop! What are you doing? You hurt. Get off social media. That's cool. You hurt. Your feelings hurt. Get off social media, man. Hit that gym. Hit that gym. <laughs> Hit that dude. That's what dogs do, right? If Kobe missed a shot after a game, that dude went to the press conference. You saw he was heated. That dude went right to the gym. I'm putting up a thousand. That's what dogs do. Dogs hit that gym. 
Dogs don't care nothing about what you're saying. You don't have to tell me one game don't def- you don't have to tell me that a game doesn't define you. You know, we know. Tell- you know what it <laughs> you know what will tell me that hitting that gym and game one yeah. in the horseshoe next you, year. You, you changed my mind. You're gonna change my entire mind about the Fiesta Bowl. That's it. Yeah. But you want to sit up and explain? Come on, man. You're not, yeah, you're not talking us, you're not talking your way out of this. And you're not gonna change anybody's mind. No, not right now. No, no, no. Not on social media. Especially not the way. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, no. It's not a friendly place. Dude. So don't come looking for no sympathy because the social media don't got it for you. <laughs> Crip dog. Man, stop giving away my secrets. When Sean looks up the ceiling, you know he's trying to watch what he says, but still going to say it after he has collected himself. <laughs> Man, look. I try to respect the fact that I'm talking about young men. I really do. I really do. You know, it's different if I was talking about a professional. But, hey, we appreciate you, Chris F., for tagging in the Super Chat. Malik, you've been so good tonight. I'm going to watch this episode again. Hey. Look, we closing the book. This episode episode is nothing. You got to watch the episode. We talk about what Marcus Freeman said. Oh man, Marcus Freeman. Oh man, <laughs> Marcus Freeman got out of man. He moved the needle away from 2021 so fast in the press conference. He said, "All right, what's man. next?" He was like, "Yo, this, <laughs> this season is over." Yeah, we 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 because for what he can't take credit for nothing that no. happened. Even like, if we won, even I'm if we won, he would have been like. Glad that we won. You know, now it's time to kick off the spring on a good note. But either way, he's not, he can't and he shouldn't claim it because you don't want to put your name on this. Right. You putting your name on the crumbs. This is what I'm talking about. Nolan Sanchez, Logan Diggs, get out. Y'all got to stop that, man. Y'all got to stop, man. You know how big time programs, kids come in as a freshman, fumble the ball. Heck, Kyron fumbled the ball in two clutch situations in two games this year. Kyron Williams against Toledo could have cost us the game. I'm not about to come down on Logan Diggs, man. Yeah, and it was like just if it was basketball, that's like putting him in in the national championship game, giving him two shots and telling him to make it. Like he'd been cold. We ran the ball. Jack Cone had more rushing yards than anybody else on the team. That's embarrassing. Come on. Thank you for joining. Rob, we see you all the time. We appreciate you. Happy New Year to you, my brother. I'm still positive about <laughs> 2022 and Coach Freeman, but Ohio State already scored on Clarence Lewis. Ohio State's up seven. That'll be bogus if we go to the stadium and say Go Irish. <laughs> yeah, we down seven. It was so bad already. We going into the shoe already down seven points because Clarence already got bombed in warm-ups or something, so. It's crazy, bro. But it's okay because at the end of the day, Clarence is going to get better next year. That's just how the game goes. Is he? There's no way he's going to play worse than what he did tonight. There's no way. There's no way he plays worse than he did. That Gary Gray straight fell off after that tight. I don't know, bro. I don't know. 
you know, the competition that Marcus Freeman is bringing is going to push him in two directions. He's either going to get really good or he's going to get replaced. And I think that he's going to take these lumps and get ready for next year because I couldn't imagine a kid that makes it to Notre Dame not get better than that performance today because it's not getting easier that first game. Kenneth James, thanks for tagging in. He said there isn't a viable backup for Lewis. He isn't great, but OSU had him and a lot of other defensive players crawling on all fours in the fourth quarter. Cam Hart was good. Cam Hart was no, chilling. Cam Hart was chilling. Cam Hart was chilling. Cam Hart was like, what? I, I didn't break a sweat. I saw Tariq Bracey had pass breakups over the middle in the slot. All I know is they went to that dude like they had Shaq in the post. <laughs> you hear me? They went at Clarence Lewis like they had Shaq in the post. And like, we just going to keep dumping it in. We just going to keep yeah. throwing at this dude. But he was looking like lost, though. It wasn't like good plays where he That's was on it. And he got, it was like, man, where is your eyes even at? Where are you looking at? Where are you right. even at on the field? Where is your right. where your innate ball skills? Like, good grief. Like, you just. So, so we have a special, Malik prepared a special list for you guys. And right now he's going to tell you the things that he doesn't want to see at Notre Dame anymore. <laughs> the things he doesn't want to see at Notre Dame anymore. I had to rewrite this list a couple times this week. Because <laughs> I couldn't get too too in depth. There's no petty train tonight, just so everybody knows. We are the petty train tonight. We're the petty train. <laughs> the host. We're the petty train. But Malik, when we're on the phone prepping for the wrap-up show, he said, man, look. And I said, just put a list together. If that's what you don't want to see anymore, put a list together. So go ahead. Let them know what the I'm, list is, bro. I'm tired of seeing the confusion. The confusion towards the end of the game. When the game heats up, we look more and more lost on the sideline. Like, I don't want to see guys looking around like, what's the answer? What are we going to do? What, what's going on? I'm tired of seeing that. I want to see guys on the sideline. Rob, Rob. We down, we're going to make it happen. Because right now, the energy was great, but it faded off too fast. It faded off too fast. Another thing I wanted, I'm tired of seeing. I'm tired of seeing the non-compete at the outside positions, receivers and DBs. Can we get a guy that's just like, you know what, nine times out of ten, when the ball goes up in the air, it's mine. We just need, we just need one guy. One guy. On either side, that'll get the ball rolling because right now we just play two pedestrian on the outside of the offense and the defense. So DBs, I want to just see ball hawks, receivers. I want to see ball makers, like playmakers, guys that's going up and getting it, a, a bona fide guy. You know, we got a bunch of converted guys, a bunch of guys that are athletic, a bunch of talent. I want to see a bona fide receiver, DB be the go-to guy for our team because that's a big piece we're missing. We got a lot of really good guys. Like Kevin Austin's great. 
I love Avery. Michael Mayer's a beast. We got a lot of talent. Lorenzo Stockman, the style got that. Well, style the guy. So we got talent, but we need somebody to be in that receiver room and and hold it together and hold it together. That's what we need. Another thing I'm tired of seeing. I'm tired of seeing the inconsistencies on scoring points. We're the top five program in the country. I'm tired of seeing us score minimal points every game, the least amount. It's time to turn into a dominant team in the Marcus Freeman era. I want to see us move forward into dominance. The top three teams in the country every year, Ohio State, uh, Alabama, Clemson, uh, even Georgia this year, they're always dominant in one area or something. Georgia this year was dominant defensively. Ohio State receiver room, quarterback room, dominant. Alabama dominant all around. So we want to be dominant in one area. For us, the dominance either going to be in the trenches or it's going to have to be at that receiver position. Let's build that receiver position. If we can be dominant in one area, a lot is going to take place to help us out. Last thing I'm tired of seeing, I'm tired of seeing the bad situation calls that we have towards the end of the games that we need. In every game, that there's always one game every season that determines our season because we're not in the conference. And every time we lose those games, it's always bad situation calls. Somehow we find a way to put ourselves in the, in, in the worst position. Like, for instance, why not punt? We just got a turnover. We're, we're going for it on our own field that's going to put us down two scores. Why not punt? Give us a chance. We had our timeouts. That's a situation that we have to be better in because that's what makes elite teams elite. Ohio State didn't fret not one time when they was down by 14 in the first quarter. And even throughout the whole game, they just continued to fight. As soon as we can turn over the, the news and attention from who's coaching and who's making the play calls to who's on the field and we trust in those guys because they're both five studs, we're not going to make that crossover. But until then, we have a lot of work to do, but it's positive. Any receiver crews looking out there, you see what the offense can be with some lit players. I mean, we got guys that are making plays, but just imagine where we can be. Now it looks more open. So that's something that we can look forward to. C.J. Williams, I know you've seen it now. We ain't through it 68 times, C.J. Williams. You know, you can, you can come back. You know what I'm saying? It ain't too late. Anyway, top receiver, look, if, if, if you're worried about getting it, 68 times the ball's going to find you. Shit, it found a guy we never throw it to. We target him 15 of them times. Yeah. So it's possible. It's possible. Um, and I'm tired of seeing us apologizing. Stop apologizing. Please stop apologizing. If please. we would do our job, we wouldn't have to apologize for nothing. I don't see no Alabama players apologizing for nothing. I don't even see them on social media. Just hit the gym. I don't just go to the gym. Go to the field. Like if you're really about that life getting better and wanting to be a beast, I think somebody said Audrey Estimate tweeted he was gonna win the Doke Walker and they were gonna win the national championship next year. What you doing all dude? Just hit the gym. Show us. Show us. Beat Ohio State first. Yeah, all that talk. <laughs> Because if oh, we don't beat Ohio State, we're going to be in the same position they were, that Cincinnati had. Us. Cincinnati's had us hold, hold it over our head all season. And so like, we, can't, we can't let these teams do that. Like your coach said at the press conference, the honeymoon is over, yo. 
I'm glad he said it. Like, all right, cool. We got all of this good energy honeymoon stuff over with. Let's go play. Let's go develop. It's time for us to develop players and recruit. Can we develop in the spring? That's it. That's it. Yeah, Anthony X is yeah, we talked about this earlier, Anthony. Um, Kyron definitely was the energy offensively. Definitely was the swag and the energy. Um Michael Mayer has to come down with that ball, bro. A couple of them. Couple of them. Couple of them. Couple, couple of them. Of couple Jack, of Cone, Jack Cone has to hit Lorenzo Styles. Yeah. All them you passes know. and you missed the most crucial one. You know, the and third overthrowing. The third down on the second and last possession. Brayden Lindsay on the dig route. He's wide open. Like when have we seen Brayden Lindsay run a dig all season? Man, look. All no, seriously, all season. He probably and it's like it just Real Brady sports. Lindsay just looked out of sync. I don't know. It just looked out of sync. He said Aldrich transferring to Alabama or something. That's funny. Yeah, That's you talking that big. Yeah, you talking that big. Um, yeah, definitely. We talked about it. Mike Elston. I think he emptied the clip way too early. He blitzed way too much in the first half. Way too much. It's like, dude, we're doing too much. If our front four can't get to this dude with stunts and just pass rush, because their offensive line wasn't impressive to me. No. Right? We were in position. Oh, and DJ Brown and, and Howard Griffin. I mean, not Howard Griffin. I'm sorry, man. Houston Griffin. We blitzed him so much that he was like, you know what, man? I ain't about to play quarterback. I'm about to just run. They had football. They had a call. I think it was a crucial third, like a third and eight. Third and nine. And they blitzed and had a robber call. And at the snap, Houston is supposed to fly down to the middle of the field, man. And he's hesitating. And by the time he heads to the middle of the field, they converted with a pass right over the middle. And it's like, man, what are you doing? Like you should be heading right there, there on the for snap. You. Like head right there, there on the for snap. You. It's stuff like that. DJ Brown, one on one with the dude down by the goal. Oh, yeah. Just make the tackle. Just make the tackle. That's it. Get the man on the ground. Stuff like that. We just need better players. But defensively, I can't lie, though. I can't lie. I cannot lie. Defensively, I didn't think it was such a problem. It became highlighted because we scored zero points in the second half. I agree. How do you you support a defense that put up a great first half, 14 points? This is an 11-2 team, and we held them to 14 points. We gave them as, as much as you can really give. For a first half, we don't we don't put all the chips in defensively. Next half, offense gotta at least give me something to stop the momentum. Give me some points to stop right. the momentum. Right. We stop start bleeding. Run. Stop the run. And bleeding and yeah. bleeding and bleeding and bleeding. 
And it's like defense is like, okay, now we holding up, but this is a good team now. Eventually, we're going to be missing tackles. On the, can't get off the field. Third in a thousand, they getting them. So offensively, we have to have a, the, the awareness to be like, let's play some defense offensively too. Let's put some long drives together situationally. If they go to drive down the field on a tempo 80 yards and we're completely gassed, yeah. let's not start the next drive with a pass play. Let's let's let the clock tick down a little bit. We up three, four scores. Let the clock tick down a little bit. Take your time. <laughs> Good grief. We act like yeah. we in a rush to get back on the plane or something. Man, you know how disrespectful it is. We both play Mac. You know how disrespectful it would be if somebody just played two man on us every play. And we could do nothing about it. Nothing about and you know what's they crazy? Their safe, they literally brought their safeties down 12 yards from the line of scrimmage and played man to man across the Because they start seeing Jack's arm get weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker. Jack already wasn't throwing bombs, but then he started skipping rocks. So the defense was like, just like baseball, it was like, bring him in. He ain't hitting a home run. Bring it in. You got outfielders playing at second base. I mean, the safeties might as well have been third linebackers. Because they're like, we're not respecting nothing on the outside because he done, he done threw the ball three, four times down the field and threw it short. That's why Styles was so open because they was playing at five yards. Exactly. So they was like, look, if you're going to beat us throwing it, at least throw it deep. Couldn't do it. So the second half, when we up 28 to 14, I'm thinking there's a perfect time for Tyler Buckner because cause Tyler going to give him hell. Because Tyler Buckner going to run hard. So, you know, all this like tipping at the line, at least Tyler Buckner's going to fall forward. Yeah. Jack Cone clearly is you – know Jack was thing? clearly getting tired. You Go know ahead. what the crazy thing is, bro? And then, like when they needed to make a play they created two turnovers to put you in position to win the game this defense Ooh. you talk about how bad they played this beat defense has come up with clutch plays the entire year yeah and they did it again in twice one of their worst performances twice in the fourth quarter yo that play by Isaiah Foskey, first of all, to stunt the run, play both the quarterback and the running back, and then chase Sanders down and strip him? Elite. 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 That's what we need. We got another uh, – got some more Super Chats. Rob Titoff. Malik and Sean, if you coach Freeman, are you reminding players about today's game for the next nine months for 2022 motivation? No, no, you no. Don't that. I'm focusing on is Tyler Bogner going to be ready? Because because he don't know. We didn't play him today. We have no yeah. idea if he's if he's in his right mind going into the spring with confidence that one he's even a starter. And two, that he felt good playing against good competition going into a team that's yeah. even better. 
Yeah. So now he's got to be on ice for nine months like he's a freshman in college all over again. Yeah. Now, he did say in his press conference that he told his guys to remember how much this hurts. He did say that. He wants them to bookmark how this feels and how this sucks. And, yo, let that motivate you when we go into this offseason to put in work. But there's no need to watch film and constantly remind them of it. No. They know when they're lifting that 220, that 215 20 times, 15 times, whatever the whatever the positional group requirement is, whenever they're squatting that 500, that 450, that's when you think about the loss. That's what motivates you. Matt, 2011 GT, the defense gave them two turnovers late. Yeah, we, that's what we were talking about. And the game was over and they couldn't do crap. Ran out of gas at the position. I know. Yeah, I'm not for turning on kids, especially freshmen. They make mistakes. It is what it is. Foskey, hopefully he comes back. He'll be a beast on the front four for you. Uh, another problem area for me, and people talk about it, you're not winning without some studs at D-tackle, man. I'm sorry. You're just not. You're not. You're just not. If you're going to have an elite defense, Alabama, Georgia, they have studs in the middle. So you don't have to do all of this stunting and blitzing every down, man. You, Of course you're going to get tired. Yeah. Blitzing every down, every other down. If that's the only way you can get to the quarterback. It's going to be a long day. Yeah, and that's why I'm glad that Mike Elston is recruiting the guys on the East Coast in the Maryland area. All of them are studs. All of them. Big guys. Can get it done on the defensive line. We need at least two out of four. Yeah. Yeah, Sam Howell did did declare for the NFL draft today. Let's see. I'm trying to get through these. So Monday, we'll be back with you guys at 9 a.m. and really go more in depth um, with uh, Marcus Freeman. And his press conference, yeah. what he had to say. <laughs> Juan, you're on the road tonight. Cone is better at lacrosse, period. That was crazy. They were talking about how good he was at lacrosse. I'm like, that dude is slow. Like, shouldn't you have speed? Because, I mean, Tyler Buckner was really good at lacrosse. Look, they need something to talk about. I'm ignoring. I don't want to hear about kickers. Punters, I look. If Jay Bramlett wants to bounce, let him bounce. Door is done. And man, special teams need to step it up as well. Yeah, we got. Yo. We be having the randomest people returning punts. We're having a Chris Tyree returning a punt. At least that's anybody. a threat something more dangerous. Yeah, like anybody we got a walk-on. Anybody. We're an 11-1 and one team with a walk-on at punt returner. Shout out to Peyton Bowen. You just said that because he's explosive in the return game. Shout out to him committing to Notre Dame shortly before the game. That's a, that's a huge pickup. That 2023 class, once again, 
end up being the best defensive hall ever at Notre Dame. Ever at this point. Ever. And that's saying a lot. Uh see. Oh, Miss Styles, yes, but I felt like Styles could have laid out on that look, man. Hit him in his see, stop. Hit him in stride, yo. We ain't and did you see CJ Stroud? You see the receivers of Ohio State having to lay out? Man, CJ Stroud's putting it in the putting it in the bread basket. And they just kept running. That man was giving them like UPS next day delivery, man. It was a handoff, basically. That man was not playing around. You you asking the freshman to lay out. Come on, man. Yeah, that cat, Audrey Estime, is on something. He's on something. Leo Galante, once we get a stallion at quarterback, the wide receivers will follow. We've been saying that for like the past two weeks. We ain't never heard of how, you know, if you put the breadcrumbs out, the birds will flock. I mean, come on. it's It happens in nature. We just got to do the same thing, man. Get you a. A quarterback with some height. I don't even. I, I. I don't need at this point. I could care less if it's over height. I just need a kid with some, 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 some news behind them, uh-huh. some fanfare behind them to attract the right guys, and we'll figure yeah. it out after that. But we got to get the attraction of the right guys, and we just stalling. I don't think anybody was in the transfer portal thinking like, man, let me team up with Jack Cone and go mm-hmm. to Notre Dame. You know, Jack came. Shit, we called Jack. Jack didn't come. <laughs> you know what I mean? At least Spencer Rattler, for instance, took his tight end with him. You know, kids are trying to go to South Carolina for Spencer. So it just shows you it's possible. And you understand why most people are reporting that Notre Dame trails Ohio State for Carnell Tate. You saw why today. Today is a perfect example of why Notre Dame trails a Chicago kid, trails Ohio State for a Chicago kid. The wide receiver room and the quarterback. That's it. Compare the two. Compare what is Cardinal Tate looking at from that game with, with any hopes? First of all, the quarterback's not going to be there next year. So that's that's a huge red flag if I'm him because I'm like, dang, I'm watching a guy that's not even going to be there. Secondly, he's looking at the receivers there being like, man, what are they getting taught? I see a bunch of bad routes and 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 non-openness, you know. Now see, this is this is a good question because more than likely CJ Stroud is going to declare for the draft next year. So it says who will be Ohio State's quarterback throwing the tape? It doesn't matter. Who is the quarterback that he gets to watch to get him to come there? That's more important because yeah. he sees himself in the offense and he sees the other receivers going there. And I would have more hope in Ohio State getting a quarterback right now based upon history with Ryan Day than Notre Dame. Yeah, we don't have a track record of getting. Yeah, who has Tommy Reese gotten? His Yeah, his recruits are Brendan Clark. Uh, Phil Jacobic, Phil Jacobic, Drew Pine, and Steve Angeli. That's, That's his it. track record. 
and the best one left. Facts. Facts. So who is Tommy really recruiting at that quarterback position? If we had to look on that that the roster of who he's recruited and take Phil out, we're not even in the top 25 quarterback. <laughs> Are we? As an average, if you take Phil out because he left, on average, Brendan Clark, Drew Pine, and Steve Angeli wouldn't rank in the top 25 quarterback classes in the last three years. The last big quarterback we got was Jimmy Clausen. From a five-star level, yeah. Yeah, Phil was kind of like mid four or five. Shit, I was the number two coming out. Right. Dual threat, I was number two. But but damn. From the last three, four years, we supposed to catch the momentum after Ian because Ian's supposed to set the wave for other guys to come in because we've been winning. Yeah. You follow Ian up with Brandon Clark, who never played. Yeah. And then follow him up with a guy that leaves. Yeah. The same way the cornerback, the DB uh, recruiting. I think 18 and 20. It's terrible. It's terrible. terrible. And then we get Tyler Buckner. Okay, we got Tyler Buckner. I forgot. We got Tyler Buckner. But we 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 ain't doing him the right way anyway. So he's an unknown as well, in a way. Man. Two more super chats. Christopher Morgan, appreciate you. Also, I forgot to say that I also follow IB and her yesterday that you joined. Welcome, Sean. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Matt 2000 GT with another super chat. I'm getting concerned that Tommy is recruiting Tommy. Yeah, we you missed it. We talked about <laughs> look at that. the roster. Look at the look, just look at the <laughs> roster and be like, which one? Like Steve Angeli looks like Tommy's brother. Like, seriously. Like it's two a T. What? Oh, yeah. and we got Ron Paulus. So we got an actual son of a former player. So it's like, damn. If we was in politics, this would be perfect. We hire all yeah. our friends and people that look like. Yeah. This ain't politics. This is football. Ryan Day and CJ Stroud don't even look like. I still don't even know who Ohio State's offensive coordinator is because it doesn't matter. They've recruited beyond scheme almost. Because I'm pretty sure they ain't calling no plays that they have to dig out of the the the, the NFL bag necessarily. They running stuff. They just wide open. That's all. Lucky Lefty Podcast, man. Man. We told you we were going to give you the truth tonight. If you thought we were going to come in here and just break down the game and talk about stats and all that. No, no, no. We saw what this program is currently right now. In this game, it was a microcosm of the entire season. This game was literally a microcosm of the entire season. The only thing that we saw, or the only adjustment we saw, was Notre Dame getting off to a quick start based upon the way they had been practicing. They carried that over and got off to a quick start. They had no adjustments. We saw that all season. How many times have I said Notre Dame? Notre Dame should have had minimum 38 points going into halftime. Oh, yeah. Minimum. Minimum. They left points on the field. 
and then you come out and put up goose eggs until like the last three minutes? It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous, man. Ridiculous. And there's no way around it. And so, yes, as much as we talked about, and we talked about this, everybody was worried about Dale Alexander, whether or not Dale Alexander was going to be fired, and the job he's done. Once again, we put before you, who the hell has Tommy Reese got gotten in recruiting that quarterback? Who? And the who? best guy we, the best talented guy we got, got a hamstring injury. Who? Who has he gotten? Who has he gotten? Like, uh, he's not slipping through the cracks with us. It's been four years. Yeah, it's been four years now. So who has he got? So what? It's been long enough. He's on the clock. This summer, we need an answer from Tommy Reese by like no later than October. (laughs) Somebody needs to commit. He's on the clock, bro. He's on the clock. Put him on the clock. He's on the clock. Not sliding through the cracks with us. I mean, we couldn't get no no rollouts, you know, get him on the move because he doesn't have the ability for it. So we either drop him back. Yeah, we either drop him back. Come on. Or or what? We had no other no other way of doing it. Or throwing unbelievable RPOs that we not biting on. Nobody's biting on those. Man, real sports talk with Alex. Thank you for the super chat. We need some brothers that can throw and run. I don't care, dude. I don't care if it's an alligator. Look, I don't, even, look, I I don't, don't care. Even care. <laughs> I don't care if it's an alligator, dude. Short arms, the shortest of arms. As long as that bad fella can get the job done. We need, yeah. We look. Yeah. It don't even matter what the cover is. We need something to pop. That 2011 GT. They should have played Tyler the whole damn game if we are interested in the future, especially looking at it from a loss. Well, see, that's the one thing. They said the preparation in this bowl game were about the seniors. Marcus Freeman see, said they, they didn't say they didn't say it was about the win. They said it was about something else. This is a, this is about the seniors and sending them out with a win. That's exactly what he said. He put it in the, the second part of the sentence. This is about winning. And then by winning, we'll send the seniors off the right way. See, we got to work on this English. Maybe the English subconsciously, you got to put the win first. Yes. The seniors gonna be there regardless. You see that? Juan got it right. Notre Dame was chocolate chip, and Oklahoma State was oatmeal. So we were the favorite, and then here comes old hang around in the cabinet forever uh, oatmeal. Nolan Sanchez makes a very good point. Baylor destroyed Sanders. Sanders went sickle mode on us. We have five times the talent they have. Y'all see a problem? Yeah, we don't have Dave Aranda. Nor do we have Petrie as safety. Yeah, I mean, he's coming down smacking. I'm watching him now. He's coming down smacking stuff. Petrie's a beast of safety, and he changes the coverage. You can do a lot of different things when you have a guy. The same way you can do a lot of different things in coverage when you have a Kyle Hamilton back there. So, yeah, those are huge things. And Mike Elston is not Dave Aranda when it comes to changing up coverages, showing Sanders something pre-snap. We didn't show him anything different. We never showed him something pre-snap and then went to a totally different coverage. We were just where we were pre-snap. 
Well, once they start running that hurry up offense, we went to base calls and it exposed yeah. us because it put us in space and we couldn't get cute. Right. And then when we couldn't get cute, our ass got tired. And when you get tired, that's when the, the missed tackles and everything else starts coming. Uh, let's see. Carlo, appreciate you. Is it a red flag that the players love Freeman? The SC players loved and lobbied for Clay Helton. Most players didn't love Parcells, Vince Lombardi, Lou Holtz, etc., but they respected them. Um, most of the guys we talked to that played for Lou Holtz love that dude. Yeah. Parcells, that's a different story. Vince Lombardi, you going back a long way. Yeah, um, he could talk to players different than Yeah, players love Pete Carroll. He won a bunch of national championships, you know, so it depends, man. I'm not about to – I don't want my players hating their coach. I don't. Yeah, no. Uh, Matt, GT Drew would have been a better st- – a straight drop back. Drew Pine? Wait a minute. I just I had to read – wait a minute. Let me read that again. Is he talking about Drew Pine? We it's talking okay. about third string quarterbacks. Oh, we talking about third it. string. We talking about third string quarterbacks. Come on. <laughs> I do think if fourteen and twenty three was there, we would have won. I think that I'd take it and say that. I wouldn't even do. Just give me fourteen. Yeah, <laughs> shit. Just give me. Just give, give me one 14. of them. Yeah. Give me fourteen. Just give me fourteen. Let's get that changes the entire defense. We would have been solid with fourteen back there. Yeah. Mike Nolan, appreciate you. Happy New Year's, guys. Never forget Malik's opener versus Texas. Best deep ball I ever saw from Notre Dame quarterback. I'm just saying in that game. Eager discussion, but this was not lost on offense. 35 points versus not Stop. 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 They had the ball twice to win the game. Stop. Yeah, I mean, shoot. I thought it was over when they – Everybody catches the clip tonight. We are not absolving anybody of catching the – everybody's catching the clip tonight. Everybody. We started off the show going at Marcus Freeman. Everybody's getting it tonight. Everybody. Right. Everybody. Right. It's a problem. You had them on the ropes. You should have had 30-plus points in the first half. Third six, Kevin Austin beats his man. Turns to the outside, you throw it on the inside shoulder. Yeah, you threw it on the inside shoulder, man. What? Like, look, dude, no. Everybody, everybody, everybody gets it. Everybody. It was a terrible. It was, that was a terrible route, too. By the way, he he didn't get the he didn't get the corner to flip his hips or nothing. He stayed square. I thought they was playing basketball, man. How many times have we said Kevin Austin cannot run? This is not good tape for him to go to the league now. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely not. For health reasons, he might decide to go to the league. And I understand that because he's been through a lot. Yeah. At Notre Dame. And, you know, usually, usually, you know, we're known for having great guys to be in the combine and run great numbers and stuff. So, you know, maybe the production isn't something that is a concern for him as more as health. Yeah, that's true. Rob Tidoff, but this game be a silver lining, though. We blow them out today. Maybe we're overconfident for 2022. 
and not see our deficiency sooner than later. Well, the problem is that our deficiencies are things we can't necessarily fix other than time or guys just deciding to be ballers. Like, our deficiencies is in we're getting the guys that we need to be in. That's why it's going to take two years. I had confidence about 2022 because of the attitude, but, you know, there's a lot of things that have to be added to that before we can start thinking about going into a, a place like the Horseshoe and, I mean, just watching what Ohio State looked like it was comfortable doing. You know, they look comfortable being down. We don't look comfortable being down. So until we can change that, it's a, it's a long road before that. It's another one from Matt, 2011 GT. They got tired because they never ran the perimeter on purpose. No RPO crap. Is he talking about Notre Dame? I don't know. I think Oklahoma State played well enough against what we all knew. I said tackling in space was going to be our big thing against Oklahoma State in the second half. That was a big thing that they did, tackling in space. We just didn't make plays. Yeah. Usual Notre Dame stuff, big games, don't make the plays. We've seen it. Uh, I don't think – look, Marcus Freeman, as I said before, I'm not I'm not on this whole – he got rid of Dale Alexander and whomever he hires. You're going to have to let it play out. Like this guy on, on uh, Twitter today – uh, responded to your tweet when you put the Marcus Freeman coin up, you know, and he was like, no, I don't trust any, I haven't trusted anybody since Lou Holtz. You have to earn my trust. I'm like, dude, you don't have a choice. What are you talking about? If you're a fan, you have no choice but to trust the coach. That's the coach. Like, and how you trust Lou before he got there is what you're saying. You must like he trusted Lou the entire time. Like, man, stop. This Armand Galanosa, we appreciate you. I think you're new. I think you're new. Subscribe, share, like. We appreciate you for sending out the Super Chat. Not certain why Tyler wasn't put in at all, at least a few plays in the second half. You guys are grounded and real. Happy 2022. Same to you. Happy New Year, my man. We appreciate you. But you've been calling for Tyler all year, so. I just think once Jack had that great first half, Tommy was like, look, we're not, we not changing nothing. <laughs> we ride or die. It's Jack's dream, you know, to play for Notre Dame. They done played the story about him growing up. And, you know, he didn't want to ruin that narrative. But like, like Marcus Freeman said, um, maybe without even knowing, this was about the seniors and then winning second. And that's what it looked like. You know, we were riding or dying with those older guys out there. I mean, we done targeted Braden Lindsay 15 times. So, yeah, this was definitely about the scenes, and they made it like it. I mean, Drew White was in there fighting his, fighting his ass off, you know. Was it the production we needed? No. <laughs> but definitely that's, not. that was, you know, love B. You know, he went out swinging. And that's, if that's what the game plan was about, then – we accomplished that in. I got Eric Pruitt. We appreciate you. This team was out coached in the second half. That's concerning. The more concerning thing is the, the player. Like, like you said, we could talk about the OC, DC. Everybody got the clip from us tonight. But more importantly, 
I don't care what Oklahoma State did. When you go the whole second half playing man-to-man, ultimately somebody has to make plays. They basically basically challenged you and said, we playing man-to-man the entire second half. What you going to do about it? And Jack ain't going nowhere. Nowhere. And it'll be open, but he ain't going to take it. Yeah, it was there. He ain't going to take it, though. So – we can blame coaches. You can talk about lack of adjustments. As I said before, we said Mike Elson emptied the clip early in the game and there was nothing else to go to. There was nothing else to show Spencer Sanders. You can, and I mean, if you don't score no points in the second half, what can you expect of your defense all game? They gave them 14 first half. They expected y'all to take it over. Yeah. I mean, what? You don't score no points? It looks bad when it's 28-35, but we had 28 in the first half, first quarter, first half. Now, this goes back to some what somebody else said, saying there was no viable backup for Clarence Lewis. That's a bunch of hogwash, man, okay? Let me tell you something, man. One of the best teachers in my life, he was my freshman basketball coach and my varsity baseball coach, and he used to tell everybody, this is the best teacher right here. And he would always point to the bench. No, straight up. <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't do what I tell you to do. You got a lesson to learn. Your lesson is learned. This is what's going to teach you. No, straight you know, up. Clarence, hey, dude, we talking like Clarence Lewis is like, can't be taken out of a game. Are you kidding me? Nah, yeah. He has a backup. Ryan Barnes was the set, was the backup on that side. On the depth chart, right? Come over here, man. Come on over here. You got to sit because he couldn't be worse than that. No. Not for a couple plays. He couldn't be worse than that. No. Come on. Come on. Let this bench talk to you for a little bit. Watch a little bit. Another super chat. Once the original game plan was countered, that made you a drop-back team because you couldn't run, and the only bum we had in the quarterback room that could throw vertical was Drew. First of all, Drew's arm is just as soft as Jack. Oh, man. I don't know, dude. What? Go look at the Cincinnati. What did, what did, what did, Drew, what did Drew do for y'all to be talking about? Did Drew like do something got a rocket arm, man? Because if Drew Yo, was so sweet, then he should have been starting in – I thought he was about to say Tyler for the vertical game. He went to Drew. He went Look, to man. Drew. Matt, and, and what do you mean original game, man? We you. threw the ball 68 times. We appreciate you, man. But look. Come on, man. That quarterback room is 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 not good. It's not good. We don't know what Tyler is, but we know what the other two are. You can't be a third round and y'all giving all this a uh, third uh, backup. And you give it all this, he got a big arm, he's a people's champ, he would have saved us. How? You can't be that deep on the depth chart and be looking as the, the leader to save us. But Look, besides man, that, besides be that, honest. it's like. Let's be honest. Brian Kelly made a call to Marshall for O-line help. That should have been the first sign that that was a problem amongst the O-line. The second sign was the fact that Blake Fisher was going to start as a true freshman at left tackle. No, straight up. 
So we should have known coming into the season the O-line was going to be a problem just from those two moves, right? They went and got Jack Cone, man. That lets you know what was going on in the quarterback room. They went and got Jack Cone, who couldn't beat out Graham Mertz. You got to read the tea leaves. We got to read the tea leaves, man. Look, Drew Pine is the people's champ. I know you love him. But, hey, you go watch that Cincinnati game. He threw one big-time pass. Other than that, he was suspect in that game, too. So like, people forget all of the series prior to the touchdown pass where he struggled. And I'm not putting it on Tyler him. Bugner. Tyler Bugner wasn't even at school. Think about this. Drew Pine was on the team behind him for at least two years, right? <laughs> yeah. So they done seen him while Ian was here. They done seen Ian getting older. He and came back, made field leave. He still stayed. Ian leaves. Not before Tyler even gets there. We just got him. We just lost Malik. He was going crazy. Talking about the quarterback room like he does. This is the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Um, subscribe, share, like. We appreciate you guys for tapping in. Here he is. Go ahead and continue. I don't know what happened, but listen. Before Tyler Bugner even gets there, we called for another guy to transfer. And then after the transfer, Tyler gets here. He doesn't even beat Tyler on the depth chart. So in terms of people's champ, he wasn't even the coach's champ to be in position to play. And so that just shows it goes back to Tommy. Tommy, you recruiting guys that you got to have freshmen come and play over? And then on top of that, you have to go get other guys from other schools over the guy you got supposedly next in line. So you put two guys over the guy you recruited to be next in line. That don't make no sense. Hey, see, that don't make no sense. Everybody in the chat is like, yo, Blake's is, is a stud, though. Did Quentin Nelson start as a freshman? Malik, did, did Quentin Nelson start as a freshman? I think he did, yeah. He played Texas. He was a Texas game. First game. Was Texas First game. game. Stud, right? Did Ronnie Stanley? I know Ronnie Stanley didn't start from the jump. No, Ronnie was a red shirt. But that's because he had, guess who? Zach Martin. <laughs> so that's my point. That's my point. That told you everything you needed to know about what was there. Yeah. That a true freshman needed to start. Because if he didn't need to start, he wouldn't start. It's not about him being a stud. Ronnie was a stud, but Zach Martin was there. So, chill. Learn the game. Let Harry get his hands on you. Yeah, just, just let Harry get his hands on you, man. Just bless Harry. Yo, Matt 2011 GT is going in. Yo, why was Tyler not played? Man, you do. You heard what Marcus Freeman said. You this was about... All- Matt, you rock with us all Matt, the time. Yes, all the you time. You know we've been begging for Tyler Buckner. So since the beginning of the season. We don't know. But it and all I can tell you is what Marcus Freeman said. This was about the senior. So this was Jack's game to lose. 
because if we went into the first half guns blazing, I don't see where Tyler would have fit in at. Right. Where would he have fit in at if if they if Jack Cohn played as great as he did? I don't know where he would have fit in at because we would have had to call all different stuff. Because we are remember Tyler's the the package man. What can what can Brown do for you? He's only coming in to give you a, a certain amount of play. We wasn't even running plays similar to that for Tyler to get in and mix it up. Right. We were straight drop. We had no rollouts, you know. We ain't had no 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 nothing, no sprints, no nothing. It was straight NFL drop back, go deep football. I don't understand. We haven't been that team ever. So to make a change like that, I I don't see where Tyler would have fit in to even get into that game plan because yeah. this was something made without him. David Mena, we appreciate you. Um, I'm gonna put you on the petty train. On Monday, the reason I'm gonna put you on the petty train is because you keep posting the same thing. We've already discussed this. We already talked about this. Stop, man. Stop. Or either come up with something new. We get your point. You posted it like five times in the chat. We discussed it. Hey, Pete Mo said, "Uh, Quentin Red shirted, bro." I don't remember. I just I remember him playing that first Texas game. You know, I remember him being. I don't think he read. I think he came in early in the spring and he started. Yeah, I think that's what he came in early in the spring. He started because he came in at fourteen. He was in Deshaun's class. Yeah, and he started. Or he played. Who was that left guard before him? Then I don't know, but he should have been starting if not starting the first year. Crazy boy, I see you, man. You being petty. I <laughs> see you in the chat. Uh, S. Fitzpatrick, 88. I'm starting to wonder if maybe Tommy Reese is too much like BK and maybe he got to go. Man, this Ohio State game will let us know. You know, we're going we gonna to give him a break, give him some time to to, to get a full offseason as a full off, full-time offensive coordinator. And his skills are going to be tested Nine months from now, he ain't getting no break. He got Ohio State right on the on the cusp, so that's another game plan that's worthy of uh, getting it in. You know, I think nine months getting ready for this, we should put more points than twenty eight on the board. I think people are missing our point. B, Ben G, eighteen oh one. Q had Harry. He stand. Blake had Jeff. Blake with Harry. He stand is going to be elite. We elite. already know that. Elite. What, we're, what we're telling you is when a true freshman has to start, that tells you the level of the O-line that exists before he got to campus. That's telling you everything you need to know. If Ronnie Stanley red-shirted, that tells you Zach Martin is cold. Yeah, because Ronnie's cold. Yes. So, yo – the fact that Blake Fisher started at left tackle should have gave you a clear sign that there were going to be problems on that offensive line. The fact they went and got O-line help from Marshall. Yeah. Yeah. Marshall. These had to be guys. These had to be guys that was on the top of the list. Yo, this cat from Marshall was better than the cats we recruited at Notre Dame. At O-line. You know how crazy that sounds? 
That's that's a staff choice. That's not. I don't think that's a true fact. That's more of a staff of choice that made that. Yeah, that's true. Pete Mo said Texas was 2015. Q was 2014. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I thought, yeah. Yeah, I was trying to think who that guard was. Maybe it was, oh, yeah, I think it was Steve Elmer. Yeah, that was the year Steve Elmer bounced. The okay. year after. I think he bounced the year after. People, once again, Fisher wasn't an issue. We never said Fisher was an issue. I'm going to say this one more time. The fact that Fisher had to play as a true freshman is a sign that you got trash on the offensive line. Because if you had a typical Notre Dame offensive line, he would have been red-shirted. Just like Quentin Nelson, just like Ronnie Stanley, because they had studs in front of them. That's all we're saying. Fisher isn't a problem. But the fact he, he started... Yeah, Fisher a, played good. He played good. He started man. as a dude. It's not the fact that he's a stud. Notre Dame has had plenty of studs come through that red-shirted because they had other studs in front of them, period. And when you're forced to play a true freshman, that means your old line room, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. And, dude, we know Dylan Gibbons did transfer – Dylan Gibbons probably transferred because he knew Jeff Quinn was suspect. Mm. Mm -hmm. Be more involved. I don't know how involved he can be in the offense. The only way he can be more involved is he get another coach, a quarterback coach. So he can be more involved in the recruiting. Yeah, recruiting and quarterback making coach. Sure, making sure Dante Moore gets here. He can be involved in that. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Dale was informed. According to reports, Dale was informed after the Fiesta Bowl that it was a wrap. <laughs> he didn't even get on the plane. <laughs> That's all we're saying, man. Like when the depth chart, when you have a typical O-line depth chart at Notre Dame, you're not going to come in and start as a true freshman. Just not. Not a typical offensive line room in Notre Dame. I mean, we have we have we have Hall of Famers legitly, so that's what I'm and that's rare. Yeah, that's rare. That's rare. So you know, it's nothing wrong with red shirting, especially on the O line. Yeah, Jeff Quinn hasn't developed a single thing along the offensive line. Well, you talk about riding the coattails of success. Man. Anything else? I think we got to everything. We got everything off our chest. I think we got everything off our chest tonight. We did. I think it's yeah. I think it's fresh. We closed the book on this season. This game was a perfect capsulation of why we can't get over the hump. And now we can only do is is move forward and, and make those corrections. That's all you can do. That's all we can do. We appreciate you, Byron McIntyre, man. Thanks for the love. Thanks for everybody, a part of LL Nation. We spent it different. We told you from the jump. That's what we're here to do. 
It's been a different man. And uh yeah. Hey, get away for our state. <laughs> <laughs> the spring yep. better be intense. The spring better be intense. That's all we can that's all we can say. So Pete Moe is giving us the breakdowns like it was Ronnie, Nick, Steve, Matt Haggerty, and uh Lum oh yeah, Christian Lombard. Yeah, Christian Lombard, but Lombard was hurt. I, I, he was so hurt that I never played with him when I was at school with him for like two years. He only made it to like maybe one game. He just injury bug, man, injury bug. Somebody said the DBs have to be better. No, they going to get better. We got to oh, recruit for that. You, no, you need to recruit better. We're going to find out. These next two years are important. Safety straight. Peyton Bowen and Adon Shula at 23. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. We're good. Moving in the right direction, you know, on the back end. Moving in the moving in the right direction on the back end. That's great news before the bowl game. Now you stack Adon Shula and Peyton Bowen, both top 100 players in the nation for the 2023 class at safety. Now we just got to go get a lockdown corner. And we there. Yeah. And probably make a call to the Northwestern safety. Mm -hmm. Into the portal. Need to bring him to campus like next week. That's right. Like straight up. Bring him to campus. So, Notre Dame fans, happy new year. Be good. Be good to people around you. Love the people around you. And uh, spend it different each and every day. All right. And have much success. Eternal blessings to everybody. Uh, we have coaching changes coming up next week. Looking forward to that. The Harry Heaston announcement. Uh, we'll talk about Marcus Freeman and his press conference on Monday. And we'll have a full week of shows for you. So tap in with us each and every morning at 9 a.m. Central. That's 10 a.m. on the East Coast. 7 a.m. on the West Coast. Tap in with us each and every morning. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Subscribe, share. Most importantly, if you're watching us now, just hit the like button for us real quick. Like right now. Right just now. go ahead and hit the like button. That's all we're asking you to do. Hit the like button right now. It's 172. There's no way we should have 172 people watching us now. We don't have 172 likes. That's right. That's Man. right. You know, I'm not mad. I would like 100%. But even if you dislike it, hit something. Hit something. Let us know. Hit we something. get feedback. We we, yeah. we, we, we make halftime adjustments. <laughs> right. We make halftime adjustments. Absolutely. <laughs> we make halftime adjustments. And we even reply. And, and we reply. Yeah, look at that. We reply <laughs> to your comments and your questions. Light oh, it up. You got any parting shots, man? Man, listen. Before we let everybody go? We're going to make them changes, man. Look, this is not the era just yet. And, dude, this is not the sky is falling. The sky is not falling. This is not that podcast. We don't – the sky is not falling. And we know there's a brighter day. And, yep. it, and, it, and, it, and it looks like a number 21 jersey is in that brighter day. Absolutely. So we're going to be all right. <laughs> throw him the damn ball then. 15 targets for this cat, Braden Lindsay. <laughs>
this dude running open all day. Fifteen targets for a guy that's apologizing after. I can't believe it. <laughs> Meanwhile, this dude is like six for one thirty, killing up. everybody. Cutting Cut up, up. he can only get eight targets. You taking him off the field for what? I I ain't see one tweet from Styles. I ain't see one tweet. No. Damn. No, no tweet needed. You know what Styles and Deion Cozy are saying? Man, we can't wait till next year, dude. That's right. They can't wait. They can't, they can't wait. wait. Like, we're going to be in the gym tomorrow. What time are you going to lift tomorrow? I'll be down there. Straight at six. up. All Straight right. Up. That's what dogs do. That's what dogs do. Like, man, I ain't got time to be on Twitter. Meet me in the gym. It's going down. It's going down. That's it. So we'll see you guys Monday morning, 9 a.m., Lucky Lefty Podcast. We'll talk about the Marcus uh, Freeman press conference, have more information on Dale Alexander and uh, other coaching hires that are coming up this week. All right, we appreciate you all. It's been a different.